Hey everybody, welcome to Pedestal. Today is a tough message um, that I'm a little bit nervous about, to be honest, because I don't know enough about this topic, sadly. And that is a fact that I pray and hope that throughout the next few years of my life that changes drastically so that I can be well-educated and well-informed on these issues. But yeah, to be honest, I don't know enough and I don't have enough uh, information on, but it's one that I feel the Lord has called me to speak on at this moment um, because silence doesn't help anybody. And so I'm excited to see what the Lord has in store for this message. So welcome to Pedestal. Uh, And if you're new, we're super glad to have you here. Pedestal is a community of people who understand that though each human is a beautifully crafted piece of art, we're not the greatest artwork in the museum. In fact, our cracks and fractures are not even worthy of display, yet we are still valuable. Our value, however, is found in elevating the perfect artwork in order to glorify the master artist, our creator. So we live our lives serving as the pedestal, elevating Jesus above all things. So, welcome. Man, there's so much going on right now. Uh, It's the end of May 2020, and these protests are going on in almost every state across the country. And man, it is hard to watch because of really plenty of reasons. You're seeing this man who has been murdered and the officer seemed to be so blase as he held his knee on his neck for nine minutes. And this was after George Floyd had already been limp and unresponsive. So he blatantly murdered this guy. We, so we got that aspect, but we also see the hurt hearts of the of our countrymen across America who are broken and hurting because of this, whose whose heart and souls are are crying out for justice, for equality, for love, for for a listening ear. But then you're also seeing these protests going on where you're seeing these businesses be destroyed, where you're seeing these small business owners whose livelihood and everything that they've worked for being destroyed and, and taken away. And, and you're seeing these companies that didn't have really anything to do with what's going on, their their buildings and their, their stuff being destroyed. And you're seeing fights and hate going on in the streets and so many things. Just everything that is happening right now because of this evil. It's really just evil that's in the world. And it's so hard to to watch and just kind of sit idly by. And, man, it, it's really breaking my heart seeing all these cities. I'm, I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and just seeing each city and how they all are are reacting so similarly. And there's there's not really much that we know that we can do about it, right? Is is what I'm hearing from everybody that I, that I see talking on these uh, press conferences or just rising up that, that are being videoed, these small group huddles where you're seeing people discussing things and these celebrities who are talking. Um, 
what it, what it seems like is there's this this long journey that still has to happen. That it's it's a systemic issue, and it is not something that is just one person or two people or a few people in the world. But it, it's rooted in in our policies and programs that there's a long journey ahead. And I will agree with that in so many ways. Uh, I absolutely agree that it is a systemic issue, that there are policies and programs that are put in place that can't really set up the stage well um, for this equality, where where oftentimes minorities are are looked at as as less than, looked at as um, second class citizens as opposed to the majority, um, and it's it's. <laughs> It's really sad to think about that because I have so many people that I love and care about who are minorities, who are black, Indian, uh, Arabic, Asian, Hispanic, whatever. And it, it's so hard for me to, to grasp the fact that they live in a different country than I live, even though we, we are surrounded by the same seas. But... I don't know what to do. I'm not. I'm not super educated on this, to be honest with you. I've I've heard things from people. I've read articles, um, and that's that's on me. And so it is going to be my goal and mission now to start those conversations more um, with with my minority friends and ask them real questions. I pray and hope uh, that they don't take it as as me being insensitive. Or being offensive, or gosh, just uh, pray that they don't take it as me being racist in any way, shape, or form. I just want to ask questions to know about their situations so that I can better understand what's going on, so I can better understand how I can make those next steps. But here, here's my thoughts on the, on the protests that are happening. Thank you for the protests. I'll I'll start with that. Thank you because this is starting this episode. This is starting this conversation for me. This is starting this heart for me. Um, It is hard to see all the chaos that's going on with the protests, but God hit me in the heart and he said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing so many of these things happening and buildings burning down and companies crashing and, and small businesses being eradicated which is in no way, shape, or form okay. Like, don't get me wrong, that's not okay. And I think that is a completely incorrect way of protesting. But we have to see the heart of the people who are doing it genuinely. But it got me thinking. God got me thinking. He's like, what are you more upset about? Are we as a society really going to be more upset and offended by this building burning down than we are by this injustice happening in our country. And it's not just one instant instance. It's not just one person that it's happening to, but it is a whole people group. And I say people group because that's what it is. It is a grouping of people. We are all people. We are all creations created by God, our creator, our Lord, our, our savior, who has shown so much love to us, who has created us all in his image, in his likeness with a purpose and a mission. He's, he's created us. Uh, he, he knit us in our mother's womb. He carefully, wonderfully, beautifully, precisely, 
uniquely created us each as individuals. So we are all people that God has made. Yet there is a group of those people that we are that that is crying out for help, that, that is being treated differently. And so are we really going to be more offended and be more saddened by the destruction of this man-made creation that is a building, even if it's a historical building, even if it is an entire city? Are we really going to be more offended and saddened by that and more outraged by that than we are by a human life that is being destroyed and taken advantage of? And, and it doesn't even have to be the entire people group. If it's one person, is not one person more valuable than all of man's creation? Isn't one creation of God not more valuable than all of man's creation? Like, it's, it's crazy to think about. And in the most simple terms, it is so basic and easy for us to understand that a human life is far more valuable than anything else. But... In our selfish, in our selfish pride, and in our in our egocentrism, where we will just look at ourselves and not as long as it doesn't affect us personally, then we are okay. And, and what what affects us, oftentimes as individuals, is are 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 these businesses, are these buildings being burnt down because it affects when we go and visit these places the beauty. Of, of that city or the, the the shops that we get to shop at or the restaurants that we get to eat at, that affects us more. How, or, or even if it is our own small business, it affects our finances more than this man in Minneapolis or in Minneapolis who was brutally murdered. That This stuff affects us more than that because we didn't know him. And it's so disgusting to think that we would not value his life so much higher than our than than our selfish wants and and desires in in comfort and in our first world problems. So thank you, thank you for the protests uh, because it's really opened my eyes a little bit. Because I see a lot of people talking about well, I can't believe they would. They would protest like this, that they would burn and destroy and, and, and be destructive in their protesting. And I saw this picture uh, on Facebook that said, why can't you protest peacefully? And it has a picture of the riots. But then it says, has Black Lives Matter marching? And it says, no, not like that. And it's got NFL players kneeling. And it says, no, not like that. And uh, celebrities at the Oscar standing up and and speaking at the Oscars, and it says, no, not like that. And then it's got a picture of Kobe Bryant warming up in the I Can't Breathe shirt, and it says, no, not like that. Uh, and then it's got people holding their sign up that says, hands up, don't shoot, justice for Mike Brown. And it says, no, not like that. And it's a very true thing that we're doing is we say, hey, we want you to protest one way, but when they do that, we don't like it. And when they protest the opposite way, we don't like that either. So what are they supposed to do? Um, I don't know. It's it's just hard to see. And I don't really have my thoughts gathered right now because I'm kind of sporadic. I'm kind of all over the place. I don't, 
understand all of this, but what I will say is that things have been this way forever, for centuries, for millennia, since the beginning of the world. Evil has been around. That, as Ephesians 6 says, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces and powers that are at play here. That it is Satan that is working in, in, in this in each and every one of these evil acts that, gosh, we can't just look at people and start saying, well, white people are racists or black people cause destruction and chaos when, when they're angry or whatever else you could try to throw at this situation, try to stick on and label people as and, and divide and, and hide behind your selfish pride and hide behind your little shelter so that you don't have to face these problems, so you don't have to discuss these problems, that we can't do that anymore. And, and the Bible's been telling us that for years. God has been telling us that since the beginning of time, that we cannot just sit here idly by, that we have to step out of our comfort zone and love others and, and see what that need is and go and meet it. There are, these are people who are crying out for love and attention and help, and not in like a selfish way, but in a genuine way, in a way that they they are not feeling loved. They are not feeling seen and heard. They are not feeling appreciated. And so they are crying out for help. And so what are we going to do about that? The people who are not affected as much by this. And I don't care what color you are. It, I'm talking about anybody who feels like this situation does not pertain to them. What are you going to do about this? What am I going to do about this? What's my next move? I saw in Atlanta there's there's a crew that was picking uh, picking up cleaning up the area from all the riots and stuff that have ha- that happened last night. And I see Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, because their headquarters are out of Atlanta, Chick-fil-A was going around the streets and giving out free sandwiches to all those who were helping clean up. That is a, a great first step. It's just saying, hey, I'm here for you. Hey, I hear you. I thank you. I appreciate you. That's a great first step. What's your next step? What are we going to do? Is there a person that we can talk to to get more information on it? Is there a website that we can look up to get more information on these things? Are there videos? Are there people speaking that we can listen to just to hear their side? You don't have to immediately cower and say, well, uh, I must be wrong and everything that I think is wrong and I'm willing to just accept any ideology you don't have to do that, but just listen. All we got to do is just listen. Keep our ears open and listen. We've been given two ears and one mouth, so we should be listening twice as often as we're speaking. Can we just listen to the people around us? Can we just hear them out? What's the worst that could happen from just getting information and hearing people's hearts? The worst that could happen is you spend some time listening. <laughs> The best thing that can happen is the world has changed. And so 
though I know many people are talking about this taking a long time, and this is going to be a long process, and maybe it will, but I don't doubt God's power. I don't doubt Jesus' power. I don't doubt the Spirit's power. That if, if we cry out as a nation for God to heal our land, if we fall on our knees and ask the Lord to come onto this country, come into this country and just radically change the hearts, that God will do it. I don't doubt that that will happen. I believe it with my whole heart that that will happen. And how can I possibly say that and, with, and actually believe it? It's because 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, humble yourselves. Don't take your word to be the almighty word or your thoughts to be the almighty thoughts. Listen. Just humble yourself. Say, maybe I don't know everything and I'm willing to listen. So humble ourselves. If they will humble humble themselves and pray, talk to the Lord, ask Him, petition Him, and then seek His face, says, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Let's listen to that again. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. So what does this look like in 2020 America, at the end of May 2020 America, specifically? Well, if believers, if those who trust in Christ will listen to what God has to say, will read His Word, will listen to others and empathize with them because the Bible also says the two greatest commands are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. That's not two different laws. That's not two different commands. That's one command, part A and part B. Love the Lord with everything that you have and love your neighbors as yourself. So love your neighbors. If, if, if your countrymen are not your neighbors, then I don't know who is. So your countrymen are crying out right now. Are you willing to love them and just listen? Start by listening. So that's a great place to start. That's humble yourselves and then pray. Pray to God. Talk to God. Ask Him what you should do. Ask Him what your next step is. Pray that hearts will be changed. Pray that hearts will be softened. Pray that hearts will be turned to you and that people will be unified. And and Because the only way they can be unified truly is by all trusting in you. Is, is that one body of Christ growing. We all, us all be grafted into that same tree that is the body of Christ. So humble yourselves and pray. And seek my face, it says, and seek God's face. So we're humbling ourselves, asking around, or listening to people, reading God's word. We're praying, so we're hearing from the Lord. And we're asking him what we should do. And we're praying for healing. 
nor seeking his face. By whatever he says, we're following that. We're, we're, we're hearing the words come from his mouth and we are following those words, just like we're following him in the woods. We're, we're, we're seeking his face. And then we turn from our wicked ways. So all our brokenness, all our pride, all our envy, all our racism, all our jealousy, all our whatever it is, we turn from that. If we just do those things, and it's so simple, then God will hear from heaven, will forgive our sin, and will heal our land. People, this is what we need. This is the only way that true unity and love will happen. I was watching one video, and it was, again, part of the uh, Atlanta protests, and they were asking some people who were protesting, what do you want? What is your goal? And one, one man said, I just want peace and love. That's what I want out of this situation is peace and love. And it obviously got me thinking about the fruit of the Spirit. And when we look at Galatians 5 in verses 22 and 23, it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there is no law. So this man wanted peace and love. Well, where are you going to get that? Where's the only place to get that? Well, how about from the Prince of Peace and the God who is, by definition, love? See, Isaiah 9 tells us that it calls Jesus, it foreshadows Jesus, and calls him the Prince of Peace. And in John 4, 8, and in verse 16, it tells us that God is love. Now, if God is the Prince of Peace, that means he rules over peace, that he holds peace in his power, so he can give peace, and he alone can give true peace. And if God is love, he is love, not he has love, but he is love, then the only place to get love is from God. You can get other things that may mimic love or look like love from other things, but it's not really going to be love, and it's always going to leave you empty and dry. But if you want true love, you got to go to the Father. you got to go to God. And, and or or he will or he could deliver it to you, which he actually does in the form of Jesus and in the form of his Holy Spirit. So where are you gonna get peace and love? The Prince of Peace and the God who is by definition love. Guys, this is everything. This is where it all starts, and this is where it all ends. And if you are not willing to humble yourself before the Lord, pray. Cry out to Him. Prayer is just talking to the Lord. Cry out to Him. And then seek His face and turn from our wicked ways. Turn from the things that are not in the direction of His face. It's essentially the same thing. Seek in His face and turn from our wicked ways are, are essentially the same thing. Because our wicked ways are not in the direction of God's face. And so, what do we do in the face of racism? What do we do in these crazy times right now? What do we do when we are so confused and it's dark turmoil and we don't know where to begin? We simply got to humble ourselves, pray, 
seek his face, and turn from our wicked ways. And God promises that if we do those things, he will hear us, he will forgive us, and he will heal our land. That's a promise. And so what might that healing of our land look like? Well, I I would say that a great start uh, and a a guarantee is that he will bring us together in unity. That's what he created us for is community, communion, this unity. God himself is a relationship and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the three are one. God, he is a relationship. So he wants his creation to be a relationship as well and all in perfect unity with him. So what are we willing to do? Are you willing to humble yourself and listen to your peers, your neighbors, and love on them and care and meet their needs? When they when they voice those to you, are you willing to meet them where they are? Or are you just going to cast them aside and say, they don't know what they're talking about? And this goes for both sides in this issue. And this goes for all issues. But Specifically, this issue that's happening, this racism going on right now, this ha- this is meant for both sides. So in this issue, it's it's kind of this white versus black narrative, right? So the so white people, you know what you need to do? You need to listen to the people who are to the black people who are speaking out, who are speaking their truth, what's really happening in their life. Understand that. Stop denying it and saying, do they really mean that? Is that really happening? Just trust them. Let's just trust people more. Trust them and say, okay, now what can I do to help in this situation? Show that you care. Have a listening ear. You'll be amazed with how far that'll go for empathy and for love and communication between people. Just listen and then make those first steps. So what can I do? And, And start making those steps. Be creative. And then for... Black people, I pray that you will not cast all white people aside, that you will not see them as the enemy, that you will not be bitter towards white people, because bitterness is what separates. Bitterness is how the enemy creeps in and grows this plant that will devour each, any and everything around us. Bitterness is the root of which Satan grows. And so I pray that you will not allow bitterness uh, to, to separate you. I pray that hate and malice and whatever else won't, won't grow in you so that you feel so mis, misinterpreted, unheard by white people that you are, are willing to cast them aside or be bitter against them. I do pray that you are willing to speak to them and forgive them for not hearing you out and, and, and not being an advocate for you all these years. And so that's my two cents. Again, I don't know much, to be honest with you, about this topic. And so this is where my starting line is. Man, um, I love each and every one of you guys. I'm so thankful for this podcast that it allows me to have some sort of voice. Um, And I pray that God is using this voice and navigating my words um, to speak to your hearts and your souls so that you know that 
I care. So that you know, more importantly, though, that God cares and he is seeking you and he loves you and he cares for you and that God isn't just uh, awaiting you to leave this earth so that you can have joy and peace, but that you can have it right now. That God wants to meet your needs. Like Jesus met people's needs, their physical needs first. And then he led them into a spiritual growth. That he healed people. That he rose people from the dead. That he fed people uh, before he even started feeding their souls in most cases. So please, please, let's just love one another. Let's be united. Let's care. But I know before any of that can happen, we have to have individual personal relationships with God the Father by trusting in His Son, Jesus, and and that He died on the cross for our sins and arose from the dead and receiving His Holy Spirit so that we can actually be made a new creation and change from the inside out. I love you guys. I care for you guys. Much love. God bless. See you next week.